Welcome to the Smart Nonsense Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, self-development, and challenging norms. Today, it's episode 43, and we are back with another goodie. And I don't know, at this point, you got to be obese, because we are feeding you and feeding you well. This is part two of our conversation with Ian Lapham. In part one, we dove deep on the cryptocurrency and blockchain underworld. It's a fascinating place with so much smarts and so much nonsense at the same time. And if you are interested in discerning where the smarts is, what to do with the nonsense, listen to that episode. It's fantastic. Today, we're building off of it and figuring out exactly how Ian got to that place in life and some of the interesting and counterintuitive tips and tactics that he has for you. Because a lot of us, maybe we're questioning what our route in life is. Well, Ian's figured it out and he's figured out how he can distill that process for you. He has one, uh, this weird route to college. He has this weird route to where he is now. And weird in the sense that no one's doing it, but it's so effective because you will learn by the end of this podcast how to figure out what the true route and purpose that you have in life is and how you can start moving towards it in a way that gets employers and people in that field to be reaching out to you, to collaborate, to hire you, to to have you hire them. It's fantastic. So listen to the end. I know you'll want to reach out to Ian at some point. So you can find him on Twitter at Ian Lapham, L-A-P-H-A-M. And you can find his company, Uniswap. It's uniswap.org. Oh, I'm so excited. I even texted Ian after the podcast. Like, Ian, this is one of those moments where I know that the trajectory of my own life has changed completely. And we'll see where it goes, but I'm already taking action on some of his suggestions. I think you will too. Listen to the end where it gets juiciest, but I'll let Ian explain the rest. This is episode 43 with Ian Lapham. Hey, um, Ian, I was on um, Yam again at some point. And no, they had a checklist for getting over to Yam V2. Oh, man. And like the last thing on there was like um, something Uniswap over. Is that you? Yeah, that's us. Um, All these things use Uniswap as the platform for exchange. So they're like the Coinbase. Are Are you the only people doing that? There's a couple people doing it, but we just do it better than all of them. So like. We have like a hundred thousand active traders. Like the next best platform has like six hundred. Oh wow! So we're just way better. Um, which is that sounds like you have you know ninety eight percent of that. Yeah, we have huge market share, which is great. Yeah. Jesus. So we're we're gonna get Dylan, into everything. What's the agenda? From, uh, uh, the agenda is Ian's life because we got into crypto. Connections unstable. All right, I'm I'm scared. I'm stopping the live stream. You know, just gotta blue ball everybody <laughs> out there. So here's what's going on. I'm going to move out of my mom's house so I get some good Wi-Fi at some point. But Ian, (laughs) we talked about crypto. We got to get into your whole backstory from the start because I kind of knew you in college. Don't really know you right now other than crypto. Belky had no idea who you were. He thought you were a high school friend. (laughs) So take us back because college i was like all right ian's way too cool for brown what the fuck's going on did you get in on some like uh hockey scholarship and then drop the team 
what were you like? Were you always like the cool kid in high school that just uh, did sports and somehow got into Brown or what was your deal? Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, this will be fun. We'll, we'll start from the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. In high school, I played sports uh, as a hockey player, um, but I always worked hard. Um, my school, I went to like um, a good public school outside of Boston. Um, not many people had ever gone to Ivy League schools from my school, um, but I worked hard. I got good grades. Um, and when I was applying to college, I never, for some reason, I didn't really care about it that much. I didn't, I didn't put a ton of thought into it. Um, I knew Brown was an Ivy League school. I'm like, all right, this is probably a good place to go. Um, and kind of as a moonshot, I just applied earlier and I was like, let's see what happens. I wrote a weird essay. Um, I did my essay in, in a bulleted list instead of actual paragraph. Um, <laughs> like, and apparently that was um, some autism. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it but was. That's actually what super this? cool. Super different. Yeah, I was. Well, here. Yeah, I was thinking like, all right, this is. This is a long shot because, you know, I didn't go to some crazy private school. I didn't, you know, this wasn't in the, in the plan, really. Um, and I was like, all right, let's make this weird. And then I got in. So early. Yeah. Locked so loaded. honestly, I never knew why. Um, I, I guess I had good grades. But um, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't like the private school kind of dude or at no scholarships for sports or anything. Um, maybe I got lucky. I, I have no idea, but it worked out. So. You know, that's kind of what happened. What was it a bulleted list of? So it was, I remember one of those questions was like, why Brown, you know? Um, and I just, I was like, Brown's my favorite color, on the, which was a lie. Um, and all these other bulleted lists about like random Brown facts. I just Googled like the night before. Um like That's they weren't super sentences. interesting. Yeah. They didn't have periods. Like <laughs> I didn't even use apostrophes. Like it was a list, <laughs> but it was long um, and strange. So maybe, maybe someone liked that. I don't know. I would, I always wanted to find out like who read that and like what, why did they like, that? Huh. you know? Yeah. I heard that you can ask, Oh, am I coming through? My connection was getting booty. So hopefully I'm, you hear me or is this? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Yeah. You're yeah, fine. yeah That's good. good. Yeah. Uh, I heard that you can ask for your portfolio or whatever your application portfolio was and like get their comments and feedback and stuff. Maybe not now because you graduated. Yeah. But I can't imagine yeah. that like this kid's could be the quirkiest mother, whatever we've ever seen. I, I, I feel like there was some fake news going around. No, Did anyone actually real. ever get that portfolio? I think that might've been fake news too. I, I always wanted to I like, or for someone who didn't get in, like if they're just mean with the comments or something, I don't know. It's like when you're in a frat and you're like, well, yeah, it's like kind of the, the university's trade secret. Like I don't see any reason why they would give that. I guess it's your essay, but why would they ever divulge that portfolio back to the student? Yeah. Cause you could hack it and like, you know, optimize for <sighs> Optimize the bullets. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Everyone starts doing bullets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but if Ian saw the notes they wrote on his application, right. he could turn around to ten people from his high school and be like, "Let me, let me show you how to how to get yeah. it done." I would I, sell there's it. There's a lot course. of weird shit though that people just don't do. 
and like credit card perks and stuff like that. Like so much weird stuff that you're allowed to do that people just don't know. Uh, regardless, you, you didn't expect to get in. That's kind of weird for someone who's a, a stud in high school crushing classes and then just kind of throws to the moonshot and gets in. Yeah. Uh, one real quick. I realized because I was stalking your Facebook pretty in depth. Nice. Your <laughs> high school team was dope, right? With, with hockey, especially. Yeah, we well. were the we were the best in the state. You know, we we won. You know, we were Dude, the best. Why didn't you show up in college and you know have some of that? <laughs> I don't, you were just barely know. sliding I, uh, around. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that bad in college. Uh, but <laughs> no, I was like, all right, how? <laughs> How am I going to win long term? Uh, if I wanted to be a, like a real athlete, like, you know, varsity kind of thing, uh, I'd have to spend a lot of time on it. Um, so I made the choice right there. I'm like, all right, this is not a thing that I do seriously anymore, which is sad. You know, I still play like and love it for the sport. But like, it's sad because you know, Dylan took it really seriously. Yeah. I was offended. I mean, you were good. I was. <laughs> we were all good back in the day. Yeah. So. You kind of gave up the uh, one. Oh, hold on. Let me, Belky. I'm a. I'm a be back. Let me check this. <laughs> We're so gonna again. lose you. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> In every like few podcasts we do, it's usually with a guest. Dylan freezes, and you know he's the host. So then he's just leaving the co-host to it. Um, it's training for you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you. It All is right. good training. That's well. That's what I was saying before we hopped on. Is like. Um, this podcast ends up consuming a lot of my time, but I don't mind it because I feel like it is training for like, uh, just, I, I think it's good, good to be able to talk to people. Um, okay. So you head off to Brown early. Bravo. I applied early. It was deferred. Devast. No, I wasn't devastated. <laughs> you made it. Um, made it. And, um, you enter as economics, right? We yeah. briefly talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Um, what? I kind of forget if you could briefly what why what was the rationale for going from economics to CS? Yeah. All right. Um, Belky, let me just cut so Belky off. The... All right. This oh, this is really frustrating because it's a five you. second. We line. can hear you. We can right. hear you. We can hear you. All <laughs> right, all right. As long as you can hear me, I just see you react visually. Whoever's cutting this is gonna have a ball. But <laughs> here's what I wanted to understand, because you mentioned yesterday, Ian was you came in and you're like, I'm just going to Brown kind of cuz, but you wanted to start a business. And most people don't do that. They're like, oh, I'm going to Brown because I want to be a doctor. I need this. Whereas you yeah. had like the kind of oh, lax approach to it. What One, did you just want entrepreneurship? Did you have an idea in mind that you wanted to test? What was going through your head then? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of strange. When I got in... When I went off to school, I knew, I mean, like you said, a lot of kids go to these types of places with a very specific path. Like they want to become like investment bankers or like consultants. I mean, maybe I'm biased because these are the people that I know more than some of the, like the other fields. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like a thing you do. Like you go to like a, a really good school and then you go do one of those jobs that are really hard to get. Um I didn't even know what those jobs existed when I got into college. Um, I always thought I, when I got there, I wasn't sure if I would graduate. Cause I was like, I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't care about any of this. Like 
at one point I was considering doing music full time. I, I was kind of a producer at the time, like making music. Um, so I was like, am I going to do that? Um, and then I was kind of like, you know, I'm also into business. I didn't know what business meant back then. I, you know, everyone says the word business, like I'm into business, but that doesn't actually mean anything. Um, so that's kind of where it was as a freshman, like floating with no idea whatsoever what I wanted to do. Um, learned more about startups and as a side effect, got into tech. Um, I'd always been like into the internet and like weird things on the internet, but like, as I started learning more about what startups were and how like people could build things with small teams, I got into tech. And then after about two years, I was coding and I was like, this is a really powerful thing. I can build stuff with a very small team of people. This is what I want to do. So at that point I was like, all right, now I might as well get this degree as some signaling power. Um, you know, all right, if I'm here, I got to do something with it. I can't just take a random assortment of classes, you know, like you have to do something. So I was like, I'm not going to drop out because I love this place. Um, and I was like, all right, so a CS degree is probably the most effective use of my time. Uh, so I kind of just figured it out naturally over the course of like two years. Um, but when I got there, I had no idea. Uh, no clue. This, what's so interesting is where does, because I'm it trying seems to like dissect. You were so late to what Dylan? Well, I, I, like you didn't know what a startup was. Can someone you were, fix this damn Wi-Fi? Was that twenty fifteen? Five years ago, yeah. What do you want, Dylan? I'm just getting fed up because I'm trying. To, I can't listen to Belky ask questions. They're so stupid. Is your every AC time. on? No, I'm joking. Is your AC on? Oh, that's that's a good point. Here's, well, okay, related. Like how. How do you come in not caring? Because so many people care yeah. so much. Like, what is that just from birth? You were like this <laughs> nonchalant kid? Yeah, no. This is weird. And maybe you can help me figure this out. I've never really understood. Um, so in high school, I had like, I still have these friends. We were definitely like, in quotes, weird. Like, we did kind of our own thing. At the same time, like, I also had normal friends, like people, not normal, but like, I don't know, people who like jocks and that kind of thing. But my core group, we were always like into just weird stuff, like, like making music or like doing weird things on the internet, like stuff like that. Um, I don't know, kind of like a creative bunch. And like, I was just kind of always into building things. And I never like, I always knew I could just do it myself. Um, so I never viewed like a, a degree or anything as something I needed. Like I never, like I, I never thought that I needed this in order to build something. I always knew I could just do it and figure it out. Um, so maybe that's why I didn't care. But at the same time, I always worked really hard. Like I got good grades, like, like, like mostly A's. Um, so like, I, I, I think it's just like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be forced to do something, I'm going to do it well um, for the most part. So I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just like doing the creative stuff. Um, yeah, I never, I never took the degree too seriously. I, it, also, a thing is like in tech, it doesn't matter as much. If you want to go do finance, I think finance is, is really cool. Like you can do some awesome stuff with it. If you're going to do that, you need to take your degree a little more seriously. Or if you want to be a doctor or something like that. Um, but for tech, it doesn't matter. So 
I don't know. That's kind of like where I was. Yeah, I think, uh, well, one, I think connection is going to be getting better and better. But I think it, it does matter where you're going with your degree because yeah, we like preach certain things like stop caring as much about, you know, uh, having your life figured out at 23, 24, 25, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like when you need certain prerequisites to get a job in finance, it, it makes sense. But yeah. it, it's nice because you, you have this one creative job and then that enables you, especially when you, uh, what do you call that? When you like coalesce with other people uh, at John Hancock and you can leave, you you have like that, that power to just kind of bounce around together. Yeah. So is that why yeah. it was so easy for you to leave there and, and kind of take jobs as not as serious as most people? Yeah. I think the, the key here or like the way I view it for myself is like, like the job, like don't, don't ever be defined by the job that you have. It's more about your process and, and your skills. Like the way I view it is fall in love with your process only and only be only identify with your process. So if you get really good at a process that you like, you're going to, as a side effect, get a lot of skill and power to do things. So what that looks, what I'm literally, what that looks like for me is every day, you know, I wake up and I do the same thing. I learn about a very specific topic. And I, if I don't, I, every day I, I learn more. And for me, it's crypto for you guys. It might be something different for anyone else. It might be something different. And the way I learn it, like it works for me. Um, and I do it every day and that's my process. Like, and sometimes I'm doing work. Sometimes I'm reading for myself, but I do, I do that every single day. And eventually as a side effect, you just get really good at the thing. If you do one thing every day, you're going to learn a lot about it. And after like, three quarters of a year, you're going to know more than almost anyone else. And then that's when you're in the position to, if someone like a John Hancock says, no, we want to do it this way. You can just say no, because I'm going to, you know, I actually believe that there's a better way to do this. And I'm going to go find someone that supports that thesis. So um, I think that's what gives you the power to kind of not care in quotes. It's because you, it's, it's because you believe in your own ability to, to do it. Um, and, and I think the way to get there is by the process. So that's the thing. Like I never was like, I'm a John Hancock employee and this is me. Like, that's what I do. Like even now I'm not like, you know, I'm an employee here. I run this. It's like, this is the way I work and that's what I do. And as a result, I'm doing work with these people in these organizations. But like, but I, it's just like, it's a way to do things every day where it's not stressful and you wake up like two years later and you're like, whoa, I got a lot done. So I, I don't know. That's kind of like how I view it. And not so you got a lot done, but like you said, it's like you're in love with your process um, and, and what you do and who you are at Uniswap. But like that's malleable and that can go from place to place over time. And maybe in five years you wake up and it's something different. Exactly. Um, but that's, that's, yeah, go ahead. That's, I mean, that's the key for me, especially as like a software engineer. It's when I say the process, it's literally like, how do I do, how do I block out my time each day? And for me, it's like, you know, I wake up, drink coffee, and then I code for six hours, seven hours. And then, and then the rest of the night, it's 
either like I don't know, having fun and doing something normal or just learning about something I don't understand and want to get better at. So yeah, you have that system in place. And when you get tired of the situation you're in, you just pick it up and move it somewhere else. So like whether it's at Uniswap or my own thing or John Hancock, it's, it's the same every day. It's just in a different context, you know? And I, uh, yeah, I, I think that's what so many people run into is like you say, they, they go to John Hancock or something, they identify as this John Hancock person. And then it's like, what sellable skills do you have when you're ready to pick up and leave? Like you have everything with you in your suitcases, like your process, everything you do each day. And like, you're ready to go wherever. If you were Uniswap and Uniswap only, then then what? Like you can market yourself as Uniswap on, on your resume, but like, what does yeah. that mean? What is Ian actually good at? Exactly. I think a lot of, and that's my issue with like a lot of the stuff with like focusing a lot on your degree and stuff. Like you're so, you don't want to identify with your achievements mm. because the second you're asked to do anything else, it becomes irrelevant. It, like, you know, like it gets you in the door for sure. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that going to Brown didn't help me at all. That's ridiculous. Like, of course it helps. Um, but once you're in the door, it's like, all right, now what? Oh, it's, I have yeah, like I have this ability to do things. It's just curiosity too. It's like English students being like, uh, I don't do ma- like my brain doesn't do math. It's like, or vice versa, STEM students being like, I don't read or I like can't write a poem. It's like you have to just have a curiosity about everything you do. Uh, Dylan, we talked about this too. How much you hate labeling? Like, if if we were like Dylan, you're an introvert, and you just become that thing all the negative things, maybe some good things, but, um, it's like, well, that's everything is self-fulfilling. And yeah, we've talked about this a lot, but if you just identify as the, the self-starter that, you know, you have your, your little suitcase of skills and you can pick it up and go anywhere. That's the most powerful negotiating tactic and just kind of like empowering, uh, set of skills that you can and have. And then so, Ian, like you said, the confidence, um, John Hancock's like, we don't want that. And you're like, okay, I'll just take my suitcases and I'll go do it somewhere else and I'll do it better. Yeah. And my buddies. <laughs> yeah. And my friends and we're out. Uh, no, but that's it. And, and the key I think is like, actually, okay. Maybe in the first couple of months you lie to yourself, like, you know, this is the thing I do now and like, you're not going to be great at it. Um, but like I said, if you do it every day, it doesn't matter what you do. You can do anything unless you're like five, one, you want to be a basketball player. Like maybe you can't do that. But like, um, for the most part, if you do something every day for a long time, like a matter of months every day, you're going to get good. And then you have real confidence. And then you like actually believe what you're saying when you're like, I'm going to pick up and move. Cause if you don't actually believe in yourself, you're going to be really stressed out all the time. And, yeah. but it's fine to do that for a couple months. Cause that's how you get there. Right? Like, fake it for be stressed out for two months. And then you're going to be like, wait, whoa, all right. I actually know what I'm doing now. Like, yeah. I found that with kids at Brown, especially junior year, when internships are coming around, they're like, I know I'm good at stuff. I, I just don't know what it is and how to prove it. (laughs) And (laughs) like, then they just kind of stumble into whatever their, their path is. And they, they get really, uh, railroad tracks on that path. So, yeah. I think it is important. Maybe the creative side is nice because you can build your portfolio or you can say, hey, I built this website. Like, check it out. That's my proof of work. Um, 
whereas it's a little bit harder maybe in other industries. But yeah, is that what what would you recommend people say in college or or in our position do to have more leverage like you do? Yeah, so I think, and, and that's true. Like it is, I, I will acknowledge if you're doing something that is tipped more towards the creative side, it's easier to signal your ability. Um, it's it's very easy to say, look at what I did. Um, if you're doing something within a larger organization, you start to become more kind of like abstract. Um, but I think the key is, yeah, okay, for me, the it's part of this backpack, you know, we're talking about that pick up and move. It's my ability to code. But for some people, it's the ability to learn a process and execute. So if even if you're in finance, make your the thing you're doing every day is is learning about your organization and then performing within it. So, you know, you can say, hey, I entered into this hierarchy of people. I was able to quickly understand how it works together. And then I was able to quickly perform at, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. And that's a skill in itself. And then you can say, maybe I'm not as interested in that, but look at how quickly I got in there and did a good job. I will now go do that somewhere else. So learning itself can be the skill. Um, it doesn't have to purely be production or creation, I think. How do you how do you prove that though? You just tell them what you learned from the last company? Like you give them a list of everything? Yeah, see, I think that's hard. At some point you do have to nail down what you did. So like, I, I think in every place, if you actually did something, you should be able to explain what it was, um, <laughs> hopefully. And, I know it's like in some situations, it's like, especially, I, we keep talking about finance, but like it's harder to do that sometimes because sometimes you're not asked to do as much as you could. So um, I would say always have that in mind. Push yourself to produce something so that you can point at it um, as a signal um, as much as you can. Um, it is harder sometimes, to be honest. But uh, yeah. Well, I find myself, I guess we're talking about finance, but say, I think Graham Duncan, that's his name. He, uh, East Rock Capital, is it? East Rock. Uh, like I was just reading his blog the other day and it's a super simple, it's only like 10 articles, but they're in depth. They prove his knowledge and, and ability to discern what's good and what's bad in the investment field. Yeah. So if you just have that little portfolio of everything you learned, yeah. uh, granted you're not giving away secrets from the company, but I think that's so powerful to point people towards that. Definitely. Or yeah. Whatever else. Writing is key. Um, my friend who I'm running this um, dev studio with, um, I met him. His name's Brian Flynn. I met him because he was writing a newsletter in crypto. So when I was getting into crypto, I was following all these newsletters, right? Because I wanted to just get people's takes like frequently. Um, and he was writing a newsletter that I thought was really good. Um, I saw him at a conference. I was like, oh, you're Brian. Like you write the thing, right? And then we just became friends. And now we talk every day about random things. But he, this is a perfect example. He, he didn't actually like his job at the time. He was not doing a lot. He wasn't asked to do a lot. So instead, he was writing every, every week. Um, and now he can get any job anywhere because he has this, you know, two-year-long list of, of thoughts and research that he's done. And 
people just come up to him and they, he has all these Twitter followers now. And like, they just say, Hey, you're like, you're Brian, like you're a smart guy. And he, and I'm messaging him sometimes and he's like, dude, sometimes I have no idea what I'm saying. I just throw it out there. I have no idea what I'm doing, but all, everyone else is like, all right, you actually put some time into something. So I think writing is a good option. If you, if you like are learning about things, write them down, like, and do it every week. And then people will just respect that. I've been looking into this and Belki and I were actually talking this morning about, uh, sorry, I keep saying Belki, but Henry and I were talking this morning about status and status signaling with say the, the best way to get connected with people say in crypto or whatever world is through Twitter, especially if you have that blue check mark next to your name. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. So maybe writing and you don't want to set up a blog, but what a, put like three smart t- tweets out a day yeah, and then build a following around you. I got my job on Twitter. I got DM by my boss. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So Twitter, Twitter is huge in, in every emerging industry. So whether you're in, I, I have like, I'm in the e-commerce Twitter niche a little bit. Um, obviously in the crypto Twitter, um, there's like some cool like niche health Twitters. Like there's all these little circles that exist within t- Twitter and you find them and it's huge. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I literally, when I was getting into crypto, I just made an account and I just started tweeting with people about crypto like every day. And then eventually my boss uh, posted something. I liked it. And then he DM'd me and he's like, do you want an interview? And I was like, yeah. And that's how that's I ended so up That's so foreign to me. When you say yeah. you're in these Twitter circles, do you mean you're like you're tweeting about them or like you're just crossing paths with those people? Like, what were you tweeting at the time? Yeah. If you want to, like, literally what this looks like. And I, everyone who, like, ever asked me, like, advice for tech, this is what I tell them. But it's not just tech. It's almost anything. Um, so, literally what that looks like is you literally start with one person who you think has good tweets about whatever it is that you're interested in. One person. And then look at who they follow and, and tweet at and, you know, have threads with. Start with one and then slowly be very picky with who you follow. Like don't follow like, you know, just people with trash takes and like nonsense memes or whatever. Memes are for Instagram. Memes are great, but they're for Instagram. Um, And slowly build up this list of people who like seem smart and like communicate with each other and are tweeting frequently. Um, And then literally just start replying to them with your own thoughts. And they'll reply back, especially in a lot of these fields. They're still small. Um, find the smaller influencers. Don't follow the people with a million followers. Follow the people with 1,200 followers. Um, tweet at them and do that again. Do that every day for a couple months. And eventually, a bunch of people are going to follow you back. And when you tweet, they're going to communicate with you. And one day you're just going to wake up and you're going to be in the circle. It just happens. So like that's... literally like it just, you know, like that's what it is. Like don't, don't follow the people with a million followers. Um, don't tweet at them. It's useless. Go for the people with less than 5k and literally just communicate with them. And it's organic. That's so funny because one, I love how tactical that is. And like, I want to do this. I, I'm not in the Twitter realm. I just put up a, a story asking people on Instagram, like, Hey, do you, use Twitter because this is so foreign to me, but yeah. it, it seems fascinating. And uh, Henry and I talked about before where 
you can contact, say, like email uh, an Olympic silver medalist from like the 2004 Olympics and probably get them to respond because yeah. it's like a, a person with less than 5,000 Twitter followers, but they could still be the top of the field. They're just yeah. unknown to everyone else. So that's such an interesting backdoor and you're just constantly talking back and forth. And you're in. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Literally this this morning. Um, so yeah, I'm into crypto and something I'm starting to learn a bit more about just in my own curiosity is e-commerce and like like DTC brands that like run their brands through Instagram and Twitter. Um, and this guy, um, his name is Colton. He, do you know Camelbacks, like the backpacks you wear with water yeah. in them? Um, you know, people go to raves, need those because they're on drugs and they'll die if they don't. Um, <laughs> so, like, this is true. Um, but he, he, one day, this guy figured out that, like, all right, no one wants to wear these boring, like, black Camelbacks. Like, they want crazy designs on them. So he made this brand with, it's just Camelbacks with, like, trippy things on them. Um, and it blew up. His brand got crazy. He was doing like, you know, two million a year in sales on his personal brand. Like, I think they sold the thing to Nordstrom's or something. Um, and this guy has like, when I was started following, I had like two thousand followers, and I DM him with questions, and he just answered me. And it's like, you know, like it's literally someone who has like achieved the dream, and you can ask them anything you want. Like, that's the beauty of Twitter. Fuck. It's, it's mind insane. blowing. Yeah. Like, why, why, do you, why would you get it? I mean, I think MBA is a cool for some things, but why would you get that when you can just ask someone questions like, <laughs> in a chat? Like, I don't know. Like, right. You could probably talk to 100 Harvard MBAs that are just not super well known, yeah. but completely competent in their field. And oh, create yeah. an MBA out of it. Literally. Yeah. They're, they're, That'd be a good book. Yeah. The Twitter MBA. <laughs> there are people who write, uh, they do many courses in threads on Twitter now. Like, they'll be like, this is the course. That was Naval's podcast. Yeah, we talk a lot about. You know Naval Ravikant? Oh, yeah, I love Naval. Yeah, he's great. Okay. Yeah, because we stumbled across that, not because of his Twitter, but because of the podcast, which was just uh, expanding on his Twitter (laughs) and all his posts there. Uh, Yeah. That's where it started. What was it? How to become wealthy without getting lucky. Tweets. Exactly. That's like the best tweet storm. He he was the thing that actually got me into Twitter because he he's like fringe involved with crypto. He's a big investor in a lot of crypto projects. Um, um but yeah, he got me into Twitter with the, with I think it was that thread actually. Um, but it's good stuff. It's gold. It's gold. What was nuggets. so what was so marketable about what you were doing on Twitter that a boss your boss now wanted to reach out to you to hire you? Did you have some crazy take? It, honestly, it was just like... Was this your friend? No, no. No, so, yeah, for context here, my friend hired me at John Hancock, um, but this this was... Um, his name's Hayden Adams. He's the CEO of Uniswap. Um, he, we got connected on Twitter. Um, I think, in general, it's like some people, yeah, have these like awesome takes, but those are like the geniuses that just, you know, they're discovering these crazy things that no one else knows. Like I'm, I'm not that guy on Twitter, but I think the, so you could be that person. Like if you literally just know more than anyone else in the world about something, just spit knowledge bombs, that could be your thing. Um, or just be a known face, like pick an avatar that is weird or like very noticeable. 
um, you'll see a lot of these people don't even have their faces. They'll just have like a, like Kanye's is like this weird sphere, right? But like Naval's is that weird drawing. And like, you're like, oh, every time you see that, you're like, I remember that. Um, but anyway, if you get in the threads often enough, you just become known as someone who's like in the community and they, they're, they're not an outsider. Like they know about what's going on. And like, obviously you need to like not be an idiot when you're tweeting, but like, you know, I never even said anything that was like, you know, Oh, like what's, this is like an amazing piece of knowledge. I, no, I'm just usually just agreeing with someone in, in a reply. <laughs> like you don't even have to, you can even yeah. fake all this, like, you know, and after three months, they're just like, Oh I, yeah, that's, that's Ian. He's, he's that guy. And they're, they're like, you know, this guy is serious about this. Wow. That's, it's cool because I think compared to maybe Facebook with Facebook groups, but it's, it's much more of a community. It seems like in Twitter. And maybe that's why I don't know, because I've been in the out group. I think Henry has too. way. And then once you get in, you're like, Oh, it's so interconnected, but you have Instagram and that's just kind of blasting out content. It's not as tight knit Facebook. Not so much. Is that yeah. why Twitter appeals to you? Because you can talk about all these subjects in depth with these people. Yeah, I, I cannot. Be- I I say this to people like in person all the time. Like, get on Twitter. I love Twitter, which is like a weird thing to say, right? Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird to love Twitter that much. But like, yeah, like, are you but, getting paid for this, Ian? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a brand rep. Uh, but no, seriously, it's it's the ability to you can have conversations with strangers um, on the internet and publicly though, that's the beauty of it. Like you could do all these things in a, in a telegram group chat, but there's no brand building around that. You're not building your brand because you are with these individual people, but Twitter lets you do this at scale. Cause if one reply that you make gets like 10 likes and retweeted, then you've just, then hundred people have just seen your face and your name. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Selfishly, it's like brand building. At the same time, you're having conversations with you know, cool people um, in like a public forum. So, yeah, like it's huge. If you're if you're doing anything that's like anything relatively fringe, um, it's almost anything. Though I, I can I'm like would struggle to find a thing, a career path or something where there's not a Twitter community for it. Uh, like where, for example, what what's interesting to me is just connecting with people in their twenties that are into entrepreneurship and starting their own companies or doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I'm sure, I, I don't know, I haven't explored enough, but I'm sure you could find maybe there's some group within that has people talking about. Oh this my stuff. God. Yeah. After this, I'm going to send you the list. Like that's the other beauty <laughs> of Twitter. You make lists of people and it is, oh, it's literally what I'm talking about. Like, so what a, do you have a list of? So I have different lists. There's like crypto lists. So like the people, and it is usually that demographic, like young founders, a lot of them are founders. Um, uh, or people, a lot of them are working for themselves. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll classify them. Like, it's kind of weird to classify people in buckets, but like, you know, these are generally people that do crypto stuff. And then there's e-commerce people. And these people are running their own businesses on Instagram. Um, and all these people have like less than 5K followers for the most part. Um, and yeah, like the, there's buckets for each. Yeah, the, and there, there's so many of the people like our age doing their own thing on Twitter. Like, it's it's insane. But you can get even after like a couple weeks of like replying and liking, you'll just like 
start getting mentioned by these people who like you want to be like and there's and then you just talk to them and then you're just friends with them and then you have like an actual question about business and they'll answer it it's like this is a this is a hack like i don't know how many people know <laughs> why this. isn't this talked yeah. about enough though i yeah. i I don't think anyone our age, like probably 90% aren't into Twitter as much as they should be. Yeah. Like you can use the, like a lot of people just tweet nonsense, which I, I mean, I love memes and like shit posts as much as the next person, but like I like you use it as a tool. It's, it's insane. A tool. Yeah. It's like, it's nuts. And, and you build a brand about it. Like you make your bio and then you pick your photo and you keep it the same for two years straight and you, and you put the same emoji it's going to teach you about marketing too. Like if people aren't liking your things and you change something and they start liking it, you're going to, it's subconsciously, you're going to be like, all right, this, all right. I'm, I'm starting to connect with people now. Uh, it's like such a crash course in like, like game theory, marketing, branding, like writing, uh, copywriting, everything. It's like, God, man, I'm just ranting about Twitter, but it, it's sweet. Like everyone well, should do this. <laughs> it's been invisible. And actually our friend that was on, he was on episode 37. His name's Avtar. Uh, smart dude, computer science from Princeton. And now he got into crypto world too. And I'm sure at one point there's probably some crossing of paths too probably. between you two somehow. But uh, it's fascinating because he raves about Twitter. That's his number one social media. And like when you sent me, I'm like, Ian, what, what do you want us to to mention about you you just have your twitter handle and yeah. that's enough and yeah. it's fascinating like is that what you're actively trying to to still build and work on definitely i think long term like in today's day and age the micro brand is everything and like you guys are already doing it right here right now um uh, like as the internet gets bigger and bigger and everything gets more connected people are like starving for real like organic content like people are just like so sick and tired of being fed things from these big accounts and these big flashy attention grabbing stories and like people are just literally sick of it like they're addicted and like it hurts their face and like if you can just connect with like a real human who's just tweeting their actual thoughts it's like such a wake-up call so if you can and, and that's just going to keep happening. Like we're getting sick of the internet, but if we can find real people, they just flock to you. So like, yeah, building the personal brand is something I want to keep doing forever. And like my friend Brian's like, you know, three steps ahead. He just, he writes a newsletter every week. Like I said, now he just monetized it and he's making like three grand a month just writing for on Substack. Right. Um, which isn't amazing because you can just do research, give people value. One guy bought like a year long membership for a grand or something like, and he doesn't even know him. And like, he's only been writing for like a year and a half. So like, that's what you can do. Here. And that only com that just compounds because you already built the base yeah. and then you just have an archive or something. People find it. Yeah. It just builds on itself. Especially if you're working for yourself or want to eventually, like it, once your following gets big enough, you just, you hit them with it and you're like, hey, this is what I've been doing. And a lot of them, will already know your brand from there and they'll just hop into whatever you're doing. So yeah, that's my thing. Like I don't have a website. I don't have like, I don't give people a link, to, you know, none of that. It's just go to my Twitter. That's, that's me on the internet. And like, that's my hub forever. Um, 
for now, I guess, until something better comes. At Ian Lapham. Yeah, at Ian Lapham. There yeah, you. plug. Uh, there you go. But um, is that so? Is that what you would recommend then? Most people do even before, like we normally preach a website, but this is probably easier to get started with yeah. if that's a big barrier to entry. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing: making a good website. All these tools pop up, but I would still argue it's hard to do. It's like to really like our eyes are so trained to for good design these days. Like, w- like if you go from a app that's like you know a big app Instagram to something that's made by like an indie developer, immediately your your brain's just like, oh, this sucks. Like this is so crappy. Or you're like the second you go to a crappy website, you don't know why. It could be 99% good, but subconsciously, you're going to be like, this is not great. Um, so I'm not saying don't build websites. Definitely do that, but you're going to have to spend some time to make it good. Um, but Twitter, like there's nothing. Like you, you just have to nail like a, like three things. It's like the bio, your picture, and the, and the background. That's it. Um, and the new, another like weird little brand hack that's been going on the last like couple months is making your handle your website name so it's like double so like instead of ian lapham as my handle would be ianlapham.com so it's on twitter and then it's like double brand explosion uh i don't have a website so i don't know in general i like get on twitter get into the weird micro niches you're into and just live there for a while i can picture that just being a 30 minute video that just this whole thing Hopefully not. The frame rate's not all fucked up, but yeah, right. you know, I mean, it, the the content's there for the audio. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's probably to keep people kind of uh, still exploring and really connecting with communities they wouldn't. You'd say Twitter. Um, is there any anything else that like maybe you're doing that most people don't that you think is useful? Yeah, I think um, it's kind of related to this, but I mean, I think the first step to all of this and I only started seeing like good progress when I did this is actually sit down and figure out what you want to do. Like, I feel like most people never take a single, a full day to sit down with a pen and be like, what do I want to do? Like, which is crazy, right? Like, how do we not do that? But like, I feel like you could ask, go in this, go anywhere right now and ask anyone if they know what they want to do for the next three years, no one's going to have an answer for you. Like, They'll be like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, maybe this. Like, wake I'm, up tomorrow, and then yeah. the next day happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's crazy. How do you like human beings? Are the way we're built is uh, goal, and then steps to achieve that. That's the only, and we just repeat that forever, like until we die. That's the way we're built. And like, if you want to get anywhere, you got to figure out where you're going first. So, I mean, this, this isn't. This sounds a little cliche, but literally, first step one sit down for a day, like turn your phone off and make sure your parents are home and like get a piece of paper and just write down, like figure it out. And once you do that, you're like you're, you're going to get closer and then kind of fine tune that. And it doesn't even have to be for life. It could just be like for the next like nine months, you know, what, what do I kind of want to do? Um, and then once you have that, then you can get, do the things we we're just talking about. Then you can kind of be like, all right, so what are the little communities on, on Twitter, for example, that would help this? And then the next thing to answer what you just asked is start actually just talking to these people on the internet. Um, so in crypto, this all lives in Telegram. I don't know, in some other community. Do you know that app, Telegram? It's like 
Yeah. It's just like a messaging app. Um, I don't know why that's the thing in crypto that everyone uses. I guess it's like you're not going to text. It's anonymous. Yeah, it's anonymous. You can make a username, um, whatever. Start messaging a few people. So that's what I did with Brian. Like I now I talk to him every day. And like you just start because now you're kind of in two networks. So like everything new in his network that happens, he tells me. And everything in mine, I tell him. So we're just like learning twice as fast as everyone else. And then do that with like 10 people you really think are smart and that you actually like get along with. Don't don't just be like a weird networker like leech. Like actually be friends with these people. Um and that's the next thing. So you know, it's, it's easier said than done, but slowly fi- like find the people you drive with in these things you're trying to do and just start chatting with them like, you know, every day. And then before you know it, they're going to be like, oh, like this thing just came up. Do you want to work on this with me? And that's what happened with my friend Brian and what we're doing next. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would do that. And that's like, you know. And all these things like this isn't like a five year thing. I'm talking like. Four months, just write it down and try it for like, you know, a couple months. If you hate it or like it's really not doing it for you, you know, maybe do something else. But like, like, well, you should be if you're really passionate about your community and what what you're into after doing the paper exercise. Like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want my legacy to be. And this is the community that's going to get me there. You should care about it and want to participate and want to know these people more and go to Colombia with them and just party yeah. or wherever in the world. Raise with them, yeah. Right. So it, it all makes sense. And it, it's funny because I've talked about this before too. For me, it was the four-hour work week. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, yeah, that book. I, I've never done exercises in a book before. But for some reason, I sat down and did my fear-setting exercise. I did, uh, I forget what they call it, but like the new wealth. Like how much money do you really need? And I, I just took a couple days a weekend to sit down and think about where I want to chart my life. And I realized the direction I was heading was completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so rare that people do that, but they spend 18 years getting into the best college they can yeah. and zero time thinking about the rest of their life. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing. So that's okay. That's awesome. Cause I, I'm like so curious when people do this. Like, did you notice, like for me, it can, like, you can even be wrong as long as you're moving forward somewhere for like a little bit. Um, so for me, when I really was like, all right, I want to take this crypto stuff seriously. Um, you know, it's going to make me smarter. Um, it's creative. I like it. I could do this for my twenties. Like this is what I could do for my twenties. Maybe not for my life, but like, you know, the second I did that, I noticed that I just stopped doing things that didn't matter. I stopped like Sounds like I'm right. I took old. all my classes SNC. Yeah, right. For the second half of college. There you go. That's that's amazing. Yeah, like you just stop doing dumb shit. So did that happen to you? Like there was like a side effect for me. I didn't even like actively try to do this, but it it just happened. It, it did for me. Henry. Did it? Did you have? Well, you read it later. You didn't read it till I can. I just you. read it a number of months ago, and that's already happening. I'm like, okay, I'm laser focused on this thing, and then like you say, it just. It seems magical, right? But all the bullshit, like everything you're talking about just like stops happening and you stop caring about it. It just disappears. And you're like, you're like, okay, this this might work. Yeah. Like I always say like the focus, like no one is good at focusing. You're only good at removing distractions. Like focus is literally just the absence of distraction. You can't be good at focusing. Like that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as focusing. It's just not being distracted. Um, so when you know where you're going, 
like you just said, it, these things just kind of fall away. So like if you were spending like another thing here is just like tracking your time. Like you, people like you'll find that like some people are spending like an hour a day watching like food videos on YouTube. And if the, and then you're just kind of like, wait, like that's interesting. But like when you know what you want to do that, you just stop doing that. And or like like Netflix is cool, but like if you're just hopping from show to show three hours a day, one day you're just kind of like, you know, I'm not, that's not what I'm going to do every day. So I don't know. It's like you just become less distracted. And um, was that the book that did it for you or what? Cause you were kind of already like this, obviously bulleting a college essay from the start, but yeah. (laughs) What, what helped you towards this path? I think it was, um, Honestly, and that books like that, I actually think are great. Um, they shift your mental models a little bit. I wouldn't say it was one specific thing, but it was the collection of books like that. So the, the thing written by people who have actually done it, like, you know, not New York Times bestseller person that's just an author, like, you know, get it from someone who like has built businesses or like is an athlete or something. Um, uh, and then I think it was just the accumulation of like, I switched my consumption to things that were like that. So there's a lot of small YouTubers. Um, some of them are in like the e-commerce guru type niche and like sometimes they're full of shit, but sometimes they're also good at just kind of like yelling at you. Weird. It's weird. But like, you know, a YouTuber would just kind of be like, stop being an idiot. And then you're kind of like, oh, wait, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then a lot of a lot of the other stuff recently I found through people on Twitter back to that. But, um, you know, they just say, you'll talk to these people, you'll see their thoughts and they're just like, they'll just say like, this is the thing I stopped doing and it worked for me. And then you can try that. Um, so I wouldn't say it's one specific thing, but switching your consumption to like things that actually have a little bit of thought put in them is probably good. Obviously you don't want to, I think you can also fall into a trap of like, learning how to be effective and then not being effective so that's dangerous as well but um yeah yeah we've talked about that a lot with uh well not learning versus being but uh like being effective and just doing the right things like right now we're we're chatting in in our you know in our rooms like we people are like oh they're they're just talking and stuff but uh, like we're just effective with the hours that we have and now we have time for this which is just cool brain blast like talk about cool stuff yeah but uh I think it's so massive to beyond effectiveness to curate your community around you. And that's why Twitter is awesome with the lists. You're just surrounded by people that are doing exactly what you want to do. And now it's not so crazy, so foreign that you can, you're like, oh, this guy did it. And I'm talking to him. I'm friends. Like, why can't I do that? Exactly. That's, 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 that's the key. It's hard though to find that outside of Twitter, unless you're into Reddit. I'm never going to Reddit or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Or no, were you um were you an entrepreneur? Sorry to jump in again. No, were yeah. you in entrepreneurship groups at Brown? Because I know you were kind yeah. of into that stuff. I was. Did that um, help? Yeah, Brown. I was like the marketing lead for the Brown Entrepreneurship Program. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. There was like a lot of club hockey people that ended up doing that, which is cool. Um. There was actually a lot of entrepreneurs that were on club hockey. The guy, I forget his name, that started. I even forget what he did. I don't think you were ever there while he did it. All right, was one guy ran one business. I think another guy run. Did well, Devin we even had. Hockey? I'm going right Devin there. who? Um, the, the guy from OpenSea. 
Is he a club hockey dude? Oh, no, Finzer? Uh, no, I, I just met him in New York. Okay. Randomly. Anyway, that's a tangent. There was, a, I was on the, um, yeah, Brown Entrepreneurship Program, and that was big. So, like, I don't think those things will get you all the way, but they will get you into the doors. And you're just going to start under, like, it's all about reframing your context of what is out there. And, and that's a great one because these people will, they'll have their own little communities and links and things that they do. And you can just, they're generally self-selecting towards probably like the people you want to be like. So yeah, that's huge. I'm, I'm so into groups like that. Um, it's just naturally better than not doing it. So, yeah. so to recap the general steps someone should take is one, sit down, like no matter where you're at, if you're feeling slightly uneasy about your place in life, sit down and think where you might want to go start experimenting with communities like that, whether it's in person, like maybe you're lucky in college still have these groups. Maybe you got to go on Twitter or some other medium, but you can find these people. They're out there. See what that world is like and then build your portfolio over time and you'll just have these spontaneous or seemingly spontaneous strikes of luck where people are like, hey, you want to come work for me? Exactly. And now you have a job and plus all this extra leverage. Naval has, I forget what they are, but he, he lays out four different types of luck. Yeah. Yep. And I know like the first or the second one is like, if you're just running and running and running, it's, it's something like stumbling upon luck. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, that, that's and it looks it like luck, but it's really just like, you've set out to do something. Like you said, you have a goal, you're a human being. And then on the way, just because you're out 16 hours a day doing it, like, yeah, you're bound to have some luck. Exactly. Like, I don't like to get super like, metaphorical and stuff sometimes but like if you're creating a lot of inertia and momentum exactly it's just like think about it from the highest level possible it's just physics right like energy in is always energy out and if if you're really you know giving your all in any certain direction not just shotgunning 360 like it focus it a little bit um you're gonna get things attracted to you and you know, this is sounding like, you know, some nonsense, but literally like, well, is it, isn't it the yeah. power of attraction or don't they have something about yeah. this? The, exactly. the secret or the law of attraction, all that stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I think all that, what all that actually is, is like a theoretical take on the things I literally described. So what it literally looks like is you wake up on in your bed on your phone and you like a bunch of tweets and you comment on the ones you think are interesting. This is like, no one says what this literally is, but this is literally what it is. You wake up and you do that. And then you go get your coffee um, and you listen to a podcast. And you're like, all right, that was interesting. And then you sit down and because you kind of know what you want to do, hopefully you have a plan for what you're going to do today. I ho Hopefully you're sitting somewhere to do something, you know, and then you do the thing. It could be dumb. You could be terrible at it, but you did it. And then meanwhile, you're on your phone and you like, see a tweet you like and you like it and then uh two weeks go by and, and someone's like hit me up on telegram and then you're going to talk to them and then two weeks later you'll be talking to them every day and then someone's going to tweet at both of you and then you're going to get in a group call and then you're going to be like oh i've been working on this for two months it was kind of shitty but it was fun and they'll be like oh that's cool i want to do this like that's literally what it is <laughs> right like that's that's actually what it is so like it may seem like like some people read these things about like, yeah, network and get out there and do it. But they're like, that can't be real. No, it's literally, it's mostly just checking your phone and sitting in a chair and like 
drink some coffee. But that's literally well, what that's it the is, thing, right? Naval, yeah. we're, we're we're referencing him yeah. a lot, but Naval's like all my community is just online. Like I've just curated these are all my friends. I'm talking to him, but that's from that's my tribe of mentors. It's all through Twitter. Yeah. And it's just because he's, you know, he wakes up, he's on Twitter a little bit in the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, keeps talking yeah. to them on whatever other Telegram. Yeah. And as a side effect, you'll just get opportunities and eventually you'll be confident enough about something where you'll just go do it on your own if that's what you want to do. Some people like working within teams. That's also good. For me, it's kind of like eventually I want to do my own thing um, and build up a network and skill set. And then eventually you're just kind of like, all right, now I can go do this. And it doesn't seem ridiculous. So is say someone is into this and maybe they're into crypto too and they're listening and they're like oh ian's got his own little dev shop where he's creating it like would would they reach out to you would you reach out to them like how do how would that work are you trying to take on people yeah so what's like, going on with you yeah if they're like um if they're a developer or designer or even like a business person um if they have like a skill set that's related to the field it's literally just like hit me up tell me what you do and then like, if it's good, eventually I'll be like, Oh, I need, I need someone for this. Like, can you help me out? Um, right. it also works the other way with, with clients. So they're kind of like the clients are also the people on Twitter. So this dude you've been tweeting at will, will be like, uh, like this is the beauty in crypto specifically, you're tweeting at CEOs and venture capitalists. Like you're not tweeting with Joe Schmell, these people who are doing that <laughs> right. and eventually um, literally this, this morning I could send you a screenshot. This guy who's like the CTO of this massive blockchain was like, um, Hey, uh, let's chat about you coming to do some work on this with Brian. <laughs> and that's what happens. The, these things aren't like people in suits in a boardroom. It's, it's someone who's going to say, Hey, let's talk on the phone. And because like they know who you are and you've done stuff, then you just, get, then you have a client. Then it's like, do you, you know? Do you think that's unique to cryptos because it's so young and yeah. it's so new? Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to lie and say if you're an investment banker, get on Twitter and you're just going to start doing I, ICOs or IPOs right. with people, right? Like, um, so, yeah, no, it, it is the more fringe you get, the more casual these things become and the more internet native they become. So if you, if you like that stuff, I recommend going to a fringe niche because it's more casual. Um, some people don't like that though. Some people like, you know, traditional, hardworking, like larger organizations. Like I have friends who we keep talking about the finance, but I do have some friends who like actually just love working hard within like a big system. And that's awesome. Um, and if that's your thing, maybe in that scenario, you don't need it as much because you're not trying to build something from scratch. Like th I think this is more appropriate yes. if you're trying to build something from scratch. Mm -hmm. Cause, but even yeah, you'll you'll probably network within your company more. I hate that word network, but yeah, like just too, yeah. build connections and stuff like that with people. Yeah. Um, the at least in entrepreneur circles, the the going term now is building authentic relationships. Yeah, not yeah. networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all authenticity. That's why I like the podcast. It's all just shooting the shit. Like Ian and I. Yeah. I know we we probably went we spent hours on hours just practicing together, et cetera. But we never talk about this stuff until Ever. you have. Yeah. The excuse of a podcast, which is dope. Like I, I'm yeah. obsessed with that idea. I that that's but, the greatest part about this. Like you, exactly. Like we never talked about any of this. And then like now it's just like, whoa, we're in this 
context. Right? <laughs> right. We uh, never knew. <laughs> yeah, wow. like, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, like I knew you were doing like videos and stuff that I thought were really funny back then, but I was like, I, you know, I don't know. Um, and then as a result, because these things are so organic, I feel like eventually, like it just gets, it grows bigger and bigger. Well, cause it's so why real. don't you, why don't you start your own little crypto podcast? I'm sure there are some out there. Yeah. But like you already have the mic. I mean, granted, it doesn't work half the time, but <laughs> it, that I feel like that'd be sick too. Yeah. Unless my, they already have it. Yeah. My friend Brian, I keep talking about him. He he's doing a podcast now too. So maybe I might Does he have it. a Twitter handle? Yeah, he's Flingeman. Um I might have to put that in the show notes. Pick pick a name that's easy to spell. Um Flingeman is his <laughs> name. Um uh yeah, I've thought about the podcast. See, here's my issue with crypto. I've been talking about it a lot. I also hate it. I like a lot of it. Like, I think a lot <laughs> in of the eleventh hour. Yeah, I I think some <laughs> things are great. I think what Uniswap does is real. I think some things are real. I think a lot of it is nonsense and trash and like weird and like you know. So it's good and bad. And I think one day, like maybe I want to get out of purely crypto. I, I love crypto for some things. Um, uh, I just like software in general. So do I have a job for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's uh, <interesting. laughs> I'll help you I out. feel like a lot of people are, are probably in a similar boat though, right? Because yeah. kind of like the smart nonsense podcast, like you have the smart side, the the nonsense side. And there are smart people there that are sick of the nonsense, but they just appreciate the technology. So maybe they're gonna migrate to outside of it. So it maybe it's hard to niche, but no, I, I feel I like it's so so easy to get started and you have these really cool conversations yeah not trying to convince you to do it but it's it's just fun as hell no it's sweet i think doing this or writing or both is something like every Mm. entrepreneur should be doing now um okay because look um you are what you're 24 right yeah 25 doesn't really matter but you've amassed all of this knowledge and i've just talked to you for the last hour today you know hour yesterday now I know everything largely that you know about cryptos. I know now a ton of stuff about Twitter and like building a brand and building a, a community. It's, I told Dylan, like if nothing else from this podcast to just like absorb from the people around you, it's like so cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Had we, had we not talked to you and I would have probably never known so many of these things and right. would have just never. Yeah. And, you would have still been angry about my high school friend ian who uh is into crypto and you hate crypto like it, it, <laughs> hey, it's that's such right. a different world that's a natural reaction no but that's 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 why it's so cool right because arguably everyone wants to just go talk about what they're doing because like no one actually cares and now you guys are giving people a platform to do that and then yeah you guys get you're you're streamlining it you don't have to read all my tweets i'm just gonna exactly give you the, the golden nuggets right that's here. why I, i'm not necessarily a fan but i think like well joe rogan right he's probably jack of all trades master of none but like he knows so much just because he spends three hours talking to people from all over the spectrum of things you could possibly do yeah. and like that's all he does and i think dylan that's at some point all you want to do um, for the next yeah. year or two. Well, we, we have our cool. Alex, who Henry mentioned yesterday, who's helping us and he's into web development and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, we were talking about some ideas because we have a good content machine, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. with our team that's making content. Yeah, you guys like, make, oh, sell that. legit stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not us. It's like the, um, we have a team in the Philippines that's awesome. Like, shout out to them all. That's sweet. Put their stuff. But it's, 
it's so cool and he wants to basically automate it and so he's always thinking this stuff um which by the way is something that came out as an idea from talking to someone for an hour on the podcast like we came up with a business right here and it's happened like three or four times it happened it happened this episode i remember i can't remember what it was but i was like boom there's business well so ian convinced us i'm for sure sold like after i was saying get on twitter now i'm uh, it's without a doubt i'm getting into it i i gotta find the the community but that'll happen yeah who do you think Ian, maybe the club hockey team i gotta reach out to some more guys there yeah but who's cool or has some insights that you're surprised about that might Um, be cool to talk to yeah i guess it depends like what uh kind of stuff i guess you're into the crypto world and (laughs) yeah i don't know we Um, we might get down a rabbit hole there if if you can get Pruzan on the uh on the (laughs) podcast that dude's a smart dude but he's also a chiller so like He's literally smart nonsense. That's literally what he is. Um, so <laughs> I still don't know if he remembers my name. Probably not, because <laughs> uh, he was older. But no, he's he's a really smart dude. He, um, I think he's just starting at HBS actually. Um, but he was at like a venture capital firm. He's like big into, you know, uh, investing. In, he he's good. Um, he's really good. Um, if you want to get a create, uh, did you ever meet Ryan Beery? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was in the room where we rap battled. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah, he rapped. My yeah. freshman year. Exactly. <laughs> that dude's a creative, crazy guy. Um, I would, I've never gotten in depth on how that dude works. <laughs> dude, yeah. I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Knowing Beery, that could be a disaster. I, it could be amazing. I think, I mean, he's like he's like an artist, right? Like he makes like 3D renderings of like weird cups. Yeah, he was a RISD kid. Yeah. yeah. He could be good. I don't know. Or or he could just be a weirdo. I don't know. Beery, get on the podcast. Um, that's Well, that's the yeah. thing because uh, Club yeah. Hockey, RISD, yeah. um, I forget who it was from Airbnb, but they played on the team and they donated like 25 grand to our club team. Insane. That's why we we're balling out on trips for a while. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a good little community of people just doing things. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll, uh, I'll start reaching out and be like, hey, Ian uh, wanted you on the pod and maybe you hop on too at some point, but is there anything else that we're missing in? Like what, uh, what do you want the world to know that has yeah. been said? I think, um, yeah, no, the crypto talk was good. Just, uh, just like, uh, giving people a taste of this. Cause not, not a lot of people hear that, but I don't know what it means. So that's a crazy world. Um, with all this other stuff, I just, you know, I found something that works for me. Like a, I'll go back. It's the process and I'll, I'll just say that, like, like really, you know, I found that works for me. Get, get in love with your process. And what I mean by the process is the way that you get up and work every day and, and like where you do it, literally like how you get, like what time you wake up, when you get in your coffee, what are you sitting down? Like, what are you taking notes? Like the same thing every day um, and get a little bit of clarity of writing down what you want to do. And then it's just going to start happening. And that that's worked for me. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that every day or, or they get really obsessed with the job or like you said, the label um, and all that is going to ruin your life. Don't, don't ever worry about that. Just get, do the same work the same way that works well for you every day and you'll be surprised. And then it's, you know, it just happens. So, and also be um, present about what that is. Don't just like go with the flow and like get in your car at 8am and drive to work because that's what you do. Yeah. Know know the reasons you're doing those things and be okay with them or question them and, and change them. Exactly. I think that's I think really that's, that's what's cool yes. because people are on social media 
and maybe they're on Instagram. It's like, well, take your time that you use on that form platform and maybe spend it on Twitter instead. And that's a lot more productive version yeah. of leisure. That's really two birds with one stone because you're building this community around exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. I think the word that sums this all up is intention. Figure out what your intentions are. Like I said, sit down for a day, one day, just alone and write it down, your intentions. One day, then, yes, but people don't do it for four hours. Like, yeah. Just take like a chunk people of a day. Take an hour. People don't do it yeah. for a second. Like, yeah, I, And I'm, I'm you know, yeah. victim there too. Like I haven't done yeah. that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, this is the, what's the, like people plan for an hour before they go to the grocery store, but you're not going to plan for an hour for your life. Yes. What are you doing? Like, come on. Like, like people will sit and plan their call of duty class for their gun for 30 minutes, but you won't sit down for 30 minutes and plan your life. Like, come on. Um, So yeah, the word is intention being, figure out what those intentions are and then be intentional with your time. And that's what I've been talking about. I rant about it. So I don't know. I think that's, you know, my take on this and, you know, hopefully some people can see results with that. That's going to be in the title of the podcast. So they'll know it's coming. And that's awesome. Ian, thanks again. Love the messages. I'm going to start hopping on Twitter now. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah. I want so. both of you hit me up on Twitter, but thanks. Thanks for having me on the chat. It's super fun to chat with you guys. So uh, it's a good time. I know. Round two once, uh, once we have a following there. So yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you there. Belky. See you later. That's a deal.